Welcome to another edition of Home Field Advantage. I know you haven't heard from me in a while. That's because I have been changing a lot of things in my life, in my daily routines. Lots of stuff has changed over the past three months since I last did a show. I have moved on. I've changed jobs. I've done a lot of things, and I regret not being as involved in the show as I was in the past. So I apologize for all of that. But that being said, it is always Will Highland here as your host of Home Field Advantage. Today is June 12th, 2019, and it is the day that Game 7 of the Stanley Cup goes underway. I'm coming to you live from Portland, Maine, and... I think the buzz all over New England is the same regardless of whether you're in the far northwest of the uh, Champlain region, the, you know, Rhode Island, uh, Massachusetts, Cape Cod, New Hampshire, White Mountains, Coastal Maine, Northern Maine. If you're in New England and you are a Bruins fan, heck, if you're a North American hockey fan and you're a Boston Bruins fan or a St. Louis Blues fan for that matter, today is the day that we have been looking forward to for a couple reasons because... First of all, someone's going home with the Stanley Cup tonight, folks. Somebody is going to be the Stanley Cup champion at the end of the night. So there's nothing more exciting in sports than a Game 7, and I know that's a cliche, but in a lot of reasons it's true. Hell, the Super Bowl is really, you know, uh, you know, it's such a huge event, and it's really compelling in its own regard, but that's one game, and, you know, you really, sometimes at the Super Bowl, you get people that you know, might not even be football fans that turn in. You are not turning into Game 7 of the Stanley Cup at this juncture unless you've watched the Stanley Cup playoffs to this point. Uh, it's not likely that a lot of people, and there's probably Nielsen data to back me up on this, it's unlikely that a lot of people will just tune in for Game 7 of the Stanley Cup. So if you're preparing to watch this game between the St. Louis Blues and our Boston Bruins, you've probably watched either the St. Louis Blues, the Boston Bruins, or some NHL team throughout the course of this spring. So that what, that's what makes it so exciting to me. I mean, obviously I'm a Boston Bruins fan, and I'm pumped, and uh, you know I'm ready to go. I want the cup. I want, I want it for Bergeron. I want it for Char. I want it for those guys. But more, more importantly, I mean, it's the last hockey game of the season, and, and unlike the other sports, this postseason, I mean, you could say it about basketball too, but this postseason goes on for nearly eight to ten weeks you know by the time the regular season ends it's usually the first weekend of june uh sorry excuse me of april and that's when the nhl regular season ends so by that point i mean the masters are going on baseball is opening up i mean it's early spring but by the time the stanley cup is ending it's june kids are getting out of school that i mean that's just how much has changed in you know the course of this NHL playoff I mean I opened the show talking about how much has changed in my own life and all of that has happened in the time in which the Bruins have gone from playing Toronto in early to mid-April to playing uh, the to playing the uh, sorry the St. Louis Blues here in in mid to late June so that's just how much has changed 
Um, you know, in the sports landscape, I mean, Kyrie Irving opted out of his contract today. The last, you know, the the Celtics were still in the hunt for the NBA Finals, obviously, when this whole postseason started. I mean, the Red Sox were two and nine when the postseason started, and I mean, they're still a five hundred team now, but. It's just the Stanley Cup playoffs is unlike anything in pro sports, and that is why I'm so excited for tonight's game. You know, I remember, you know, looking back uh, at the 2011 Stanley Cup finals were a huge deal in the sports world uh, here in New England. It was the first time the Bruins had won the Cup in what had been 39 long years, Uh, and that was the Game 7, but that was on the road. In 2013, you had a Game 6 of the Garden where the Bruins did not force a Game 7 and came up short. They actually blew a lead late in that game against the Chicago Blackhawks. So I, I'm i looking back and I see that there's just been a lot, you know, happened, you know, for the Bruins in, the, in these years. And, you know, I'm not, I'm just not sure how many chances they're going to get at, um, you know, making it to the Stanley Cup. And so that's why I'm so excited on top of all of this is, you know, we've had so much success here in Boston, but if you're a fan of the uh, Boston Bruins and specifically, you know, you've kind of had the back burner for a while. I mean, obviously the Patriots and the Red Sox are both defending champions in their their respective leagues, but you currently have uh, the... You know, the, the landscape right now is not in favor of, excuse me, I'm just dealing with a little bit of traffic here. I promise I'm being safe. I'm just speaking into my car on my way home. Um, you have a lot of uh, people in Boston that would rank the Bruins as their fourth team. I think that was my train of thought before I got distracted. But now it's just not, that's not what's going on. I mean, now you have... Most of the sports fans in Boston invested some way in the Bruins. And I know I said that if you're a fan of, you know, hockey, that would probably be the only way you're watching Game 7. But, you know, the more I think about it over these past few minutes, I mean, the Celtics were eliminated so early in the second round that you probably have some fringe Bruins fans that have jumped on the bandwagon, so to speak, for for this, for this Stanley Cup run. And that's another reason why it's so huge. And... You know, as I said earlier, you just remember all of the early uh, successes that this Bruins team had in 2011, 2013. And, and when I say this Bruins team, I mean the core group of Patrice Bergeron, Zdeno Chara, uh, David Krejci, even Tuka Rask to an extent. Um, they, they were supposed to go on this big, long run, and... They certainly lost their fair of Game 7s at home. They lost Game 7s at home to the Canadiens and the Capitals and, uh, and even as far back as the, the, first, um, the first time in uh, 09 against the, uh, the Hurricanes and then in 2010 against the Flyers. I mean, they had their share of heartbreaking Game 7s at home, but it just seems like this, this uh, Stanley Cup run here in 2000. 19 has kind of written some of those wrongs um and that's you know again another reason why i'm so excited for this game uh i remember early on in this series the you know the bruins won game one and it seemed like a lot of people people on boston radio even weei 
believe that the the Bruins would sweep or they'd win in five in a gentleman sweep. And, you know, that's obviously just not been the case. This has turned into a very compelling Stanley Cup. The Bruins have played exceptionally well on the power play and on the penalty kill, but they have struggled greatly uh, five on five. And that's one of those things that tonight, with push comes to shove and they have to, you know, play five on five, I mean, God forbid in an overtime, they're going to need to play better than they have. And I'm just not necessarily sold on the first line yet. I don't think that they've played well. And if you ask anybody that's watched the Stanley Cup, you'll know that they haven't been playing well. But I look back and I, I say, if anybody is going to come through and win tonight, or you know, help the Bruins win tonight, it's going to be that first line. And that's really exciting for me, is that if the Bruins line, if the Bruins first line is going to help them win the game tonight, that would put them in the all-time record books. You know, sometimes it's been Sean Corrales' line that's been the hero this offseason. But so far it looks like, you know, the the Blues have answered that fourth line, you know, especially since game one. They, The fourth line hasn't been as potent, you know. Early it was even the third line too, the Charlie Coyle, Marcus Johansson. What's really won them game six if, you know, other than obviously Tuka Rask has made it all the difference in this series, but what's really uh, made game six was the fact that they got goals from Marchand and Pasternak, and if they don't get that tonight, you know, they're going to have to rely on that quote-unquote secondary scoring, and I'm not, again, I'm not sold on the first line, but I'm also not sold on their secondary scoring yet. I mean, if you're if you're going to rely on Tuka Rask to win you a Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Finals, be my guest, he'll go down in Boston history for that. But if they're going to win the game comfortably, which I don't think anybody expects, but just for the sake of the discussion, if they're going to do that, it's going to have to be with that first line stepping up and scoring when they need it. Because I, I don't think that, you know, Jordan Binnington is just going to you know, fold again. As much as he's been shaky uh, during the Stanley Cup, especially in the Blues' losses, I, I just don't see that happening. It's it's going to be a close game. And at the end of the day, it, in my opinion, it should be the leaders that be the difference. These are the guys that are playing for their legacies in a way. Does Zdeno Chara and his teammates, or do Zdeno Chara and his teammates want to be remembered as the team that... Uh, you know, only won that one-off Stanley Cup and did not, you know, win multiple cups. I mean, the the Orr Bruins won multiple cups. You know, I mean, already I'd say that the the Chara Bruins are ahead of the Neely Bruins simply because they won that off cup. But this core group, it, you know, do they want to be remembered for losing to Chicago and St. Louis, or do they want to be remembered for beating Vancouver and St. Louis? And it's going to come down to that, obviously, tonight. You know, if you know, I, I asked a coworker earlier, and I mean, by the way, this is like the least productive afternoon in the history of work for anybody who is a hockey fan or a Bruins fan in particular, Blues fan in particular. But I asked a colleague at work, I said, you know, if they lose game seven tonight, uh, 
is the season of failure? Are they remembered for that? And he said, yes. And you know, I have to agree. And the reason I say that is because they didn't have to go through Crosby and Ovechkin. They didn't have to go through, uh, Stamkos and the lightning and the best team in regular season hockey history. They didn't have to beat any of those guys. I mean, they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, who, don't get me wrong, are a talented team, you know, who had been in their division and had been somebody that had challenged them, you know, in years past. You know, they they had to beat the Columbus Blue Jackets, which were a physical, big, strong team. You know, and they had to beat the Carolina Hurricanes, who, you know, made quick work of some pretty impressive opponents. But by no means did the... Did the uh, Boston Bruins have to beat anybody who had had, you know, Stanley Cup playoff experience in the likes of Ovechkin, Crosby, and others. They didn't have to go through that. So if they don't win the Stanley Cup as a result of that quote-unquote easy path, then it would be a failure. And that's not to say that it was always easy getting to this point. You know, Toronto took them to seven games. They had to go, you know, beat a pretty physical uh, like I said, Columbus Blue Jackets team, but, you know, they didn't have to beat the NHL's best to get here, and then, by the way, it's not like they're playing Calgary or San Jose in the finals, I mean, they're playing a team that was at one point in the year a last place team, and that's not obviously, again, not to say that the Blues are a pushover, but that's not a team that, you know, for a lot of the the... Uh, postseason, you know, were people's champion pick, you know, for, for the Stanley Cup. So I think for the, for the Bruins, they have an opportunity here to not only right the wrongs of their past, as I said, but also to really capitalize on an opportunity where they can cement their legacy as an all-time great in this town. Because again, in a lot of minds of New England sports fans in particular, given the unprecedented amount of success that we've had over the past 20 years, the Bruins have been the ones that have kind of played fourth fiddle to what I would say the Patriots, Red Sox, and Celtics, respectively. And there's no reason that a team that is being considered an all-time great core group in their franchise history should be, in their region, the fourth best team. And that's why tonight is so important for their legacy. And that's another reason, again, why I'm so excited. You know, I, I, I'm, I don't know whether to be worried, excited, nervous, or a combination of the two. I think if you're a Bruins fan and you're not nervous about tonight, I think you're lying to yourself. You know, the Bruins have just not historically been great in Game 7s at home. And when I say the Bruins, I mean the Chara Bergeron Bruins. You know, I think that that's reason to be nervous more so than Tuka Rask not performing well. I think if you had asked a Bruins, fan, a Bruins fan what worried them, you know, eight weeks ago, they would have said Tuka Rask in a big spot. Heck, I even tweeted before Game 6 in Toronto that I didn't believe that he would get it done in Game 6. But now if you asked, you know, they... You, a Bruins fan might say, what worries me is the history. What worries me is, you know, how physical the Blues are. What worries me is, as I said, will the first line step up and play well? Will the leaders step up? Will they be able to control their emotions? Those are some big things. I mean, and the uh, the Blues, excuse me, have just 
you know, completely answered the bell. Every time the Bruins have pushed, it seems like the Blues have pushed back hard, if not harder. I mean, that's why we're sitting here in a Game 7, despite the fact that the Bruins beat the Blues 7-2 to on their home ice. You know, so those are some of the factors that I look at as being extremely important in the development of this, you know, this Game 7 is... You know, who who really wants it more? You know, when I mentioned Tuka Rask, and, you know, there's been a ton of speculation about who the banner captains will be tonight. And, you know, I'm not going to stand here and act like, you know, the banner captain, who whoever it may be, you know, we'll find out in a few hours. But I'm not going to act like whoever that is somehow, you know, will shape the outcome of the game. Obviously not. You know, you should be, as a fan, if you're spending, you know, thousands of dollars to go to game seven you should be pumped up for game seven regardless of who the banner captain is you shouldn't need tom brady or bobby Orr to pump you up for game seven at the stanley cup final however that being said there's been rumors that tim thomas could be the banner captain for game seven and the reason this relates back to tuca and this is again a take i took um from somebody else you know, early, uh, Jim Murray of 98.5 The Sports Hub, is, you know, Tuka Rask has been living with those questions of, is he better than Tim Thomas was during his postseason run? Is this postseason performance better than that of Tim Thomas? You know, will he ever win a cup like Thomas won? And, you know, just Tim Thomas being in the building kind of adds that thing you know, that X factor, that intangible question to the mix. And, you know, I certainly don't think that it's going to, going to be a factor, but it just kind of adds that undertone to the whole thing, you know, because this whole Bruins run has been, it seems like every step of the way compared to the 2011 Bruins run or the 2013 Bruins run. You know, I'll be lying. Game five the other night at TD Garden where they, you know, didn't get the tripping call on Nola Chari, that felt like 2013 to me. You know, but then again, last night, or sorry, two nights ago in game six when they won, that felt like, you know, Vancouver game seven. You know, that backs against the wall, we're going to pound you late in the game. That felt like Vancouver. You know, so there's been a lot of, you know, give and take over the course of this series. And I think that at the end of the day tonight, it's just the sports cliche. It's going to be who wants it more. And, you know, I I want to stay away from making a take, you know, but I, I think that I think that at, at this point in time, it's going to come down to your leaders. And that's the advantage that the Bruins have is they had guys that played in the Stanley Cup before. You know, I think Perrin is the only guy on the Blues who's played in the Stanley Cup before. So that the Bruins have going for them. However, you know, again, it's who wants it. It doesn't matter that Chara has always, you know, needed that second cup to prove his legacy in a way. It's not that the Bruins have always, you know, been known as losers. And when I say the Bruins, I mean the these Bruins. I mean, they've struggled a lot in Game 7s. None of that is what I'm talking about necessarily when I talk about who wants it more. I'm talking about if it's, you know, a tie game midway through the third and somebody gets, you know, called for a penalty and there's a special team situation. You know, who's going to make the block shot? I mean, who's going to 
who's going to be the one to step in front, you know, and make the Krejci like save or the Michael Ryder like save, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, Pat Maroon, Ryan O'Reilly, those guys are some pretty bad asses. So it could be them or it could be, you know, somebody like Danton Heinen or Charlie Coyle, who you necessarily don't expect, you know, kind of throw a puck on net late in the game when they're falling over and they're heading toward the boards and have that be a fluky goal. It could be something like that. And that's just you don't know. You know, so I don't want to necessarily pick a winner or a loser because honestly, the last time I picked a winner, you know, of the Stanley Cup game, it didn't go so well. And that was uh, game seven against the Canadians in 2014. And I've tried not to pick game sevens in hockey as a result uh, of that take. Um, but I don't think this will be a Claude Julian wet fart night. You know, I think that the Bruins will bring it. I don't think they'll fold. I don't think the Blues will fold either. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a one goal game and there, there probably will be an empty netter of some sort, um, making it a de facto two goal game. Um, so that's my take on the Stanley Cup playoffs or sorry, the Stanley Cup final. I mean, there is no playoffs anymore. Tonight's the night. So again, just to recap, I, you know, I think that the Bruins are playing for legacy. I think they're playing to right wrongs of their past. You know, I think that Tuca is playing to cement his legacy. It's not the guy that didn't win. I think that the Blues have pushed every time the Bruins have pushed them. You know, I think that the, the, the coaching has been big and I think Bruce Cassidy has done a good job, you know, prepping the Bruins and I think the leaders have done the same thing. You know, and I think that this Stanley Cup is just so exciting because it's gone the length of the spring and so much has changed, you know, just in the landscape of sports since the last time I did a podcast and since the Stanley Cup started. So just keep those things in mind tonight when you're watching the game. You know, have your Altoids ready, have your alcoholic drink, preferably not those two things together. Uh, Try to keep your heart rate down, you know, maybe have some Tums if you need it, all those things. Um, but just stay glued to the TV, stressy, do whatever you need to do, rub some rabbit's feet together, you know, have do your Hail Marys, but enjoy the hockey tonight. I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting back into the podcast with you all. So without further ado, thank you for listening to another episode. This is Home Field Advantage.